This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Go with me. If you got a Bible, open up your Bible. We're going to go to Luke chapter 4. If you don't have a Bible, it's okay. We'll have it on the screen for you. If you got the Bible app, you can pull it out. Yes, we are so excited about this. What is next Sunday? It is our four-year anniversary. Come on, somebody. We're going to have a party next Sunday. It's going to be incredible. Make sure uh, you invite people. I didn't take it up. I really didn't. I didn't take up offering. What is wrong with me? If you got offering, fill it out real quick. Fill it out. You got it, Drew? Yeah, come get it. Come get it. I'm sorry. That was totally my fault. Communion threw me off. Thanks, Nicole. Appreciate that. You got got it? Just fill it out real quick. Drop it in. Got your Bible? Go. Get your Bible, too. Go to Luke chapter 4. I'm sorry about that. It's totally my fault. It's all good. We're all good. (laughs) Losing my mind. I used to yell at Pastor Pat about that. Pastor Pat, you forgot to take up offering. What's wrong with you? Oh, I forgot. I just forget. Like, that's important. Now I'm Pastor Pat. Somebody, <laughs> somebody call him. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. I'm reading out of the Passions translation. It might be different in your version. That's okay. It says this. From the moment he was from his baptism, Jesus was overflowing with the Holy Spirit. He was taken by the Spirit from Jordan into the lonely wilderness of Judea to experience the ordeal of testing by the accuser for 40 days. He ate no food during this time, and he ended his 40 days very hungry. Um, The most I've ever fasted is 21 days, 40 days. I'm like, you're a champ. I mean, you are a champ if you go 40 days. I've known some people. They're incredible, okay? It says this, Jesus was overflowing with the Holy Spirit. This is the goal of the end of the 21 days, that we are overflowing with the presence and the Spirit of God after these 21 days, okay? Jesus tells us that is. The Holy Spirit is so important. We see this in John chapter 16, verse 12. It says this. There's so much more I want to tell you, but I can't bear to tell you right now. This is Jesus speaking to his followers. Verse 13. When the Spirit of truth comes, okay? When the Spirit of truth comes, what is Jesus talking about? He's talking about the Holy Spirit, okay? Jesus is going to go back to the Father. He says, when the Spirit of truth comes... He will guide you into all truth. Meaning what? There are false truths that we tend to believe in this life, right? There are things that we grow up with. There are things that, you know, an aunt or an uncle taught us growing up or a cousin. There are things that we see on social media that are false truths. And the Holy Spirit's job is to do what? Lead you into God's truth. Thank God you're here today. Praise God you're here today. You're going to get God's truth today. All right? 
says this, he will not speak on his own. But he will tell you what he has heard. Meaning what? He's only hearing what God the Father says. So when we're in worship and you feel God's love on you, and you're like, man, I don't really know what's going on. It's just God the Father telling the Holy Spirit, like, hey, I really love Casey. And I want, I want you to just reassure to KC this morning that I got him. We're good. Thankful for the Holy Spirit, right? And he only hears from the Father. Okay? And I, I want to make this abundantly clear. And we're going to get into it today. When God the Father speaks to you, it is always grace and blessing. He's always got your back. It's always, always goodness. Okay? Says this. He will tell you about the future. Things to come down your happening in your life. Verse 14. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. Jesus is saying, whatever the Father has is mine. And this is why I say to you that the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Jesus speaking to you. So what is the purpose of the fast? Okay. Why do we fast? Why do we pray? Okay. We do it because of this. It is a bold interruption to your life. It's a bold interruption to the rhythms, the rituals, and the routines of my life. We all have rhythms, rituals, and routines in our life. Like one of the rhythms of my life is this. Like to the demise of sometimes my family, like every day starts with very loud worship music for me. Okay, every day, okay? Some people like that, some people don't. But for me, like, that's just a part of the rhythm of my life. As soon as I wake up and I get into the shower, there is worship music playing. I want to start with worship music. And listen, all of us have rhythms and routines. Some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. Because by the time we get to lunch, man, I'm in a rhythm of like, man, I need a cheeseburger. I need a Coke. I need a chocolate shake. Can I get an amen from anybody on a chocolate shake? You know what I mean? Like, we all got some rhythms. We got some routines in our life. And so when we pray and fast, it is a bold interruption to those rhythms and routines of our life so that we can take a moment and go, you know what? I'm going to put this to the side for a second. I'm going to break my rhythm. I'm going to break my routine so I can pursue what the Holy Spirit has to say to me. Because he has a lot to say to you. Amen? Okay, so then the question is this. What are you going to fast? What's the next 21 days looks like? I know for me, I am fasting Coke. Pray for Jeff. Pay for, yeah, pray, yeah, Melissa just said, wow, like that is, that some of you are like, Coke? No, you don't understand. It is an addiction, okay? It is deep in my soul, okay? I'm going to be fasting uh, lunch. <laughs> I need to just spend more time with Jesus during that time. There's some things that I'm choosing to put aside. I know me and Jess were talking. Jess, she already started this. She is fasting Facebook and Instagram, and it is good. Isn't it? 
There's a lot of freedom in that, amen? Look at your neighbor. It's still like, there's a lot of freedom in fasting that, okay? Listen, you got to figure out, sometimes, sometimes in fasting, we got to figure out what is the thing that's taking your attention, right? What's the thing that's dominating your attention? So for Jess, it was like, man, you know, Facebook and Instagram is really dominating my attention right now. We're trying to break those routines so that we can spend more time with Jesus. That's why we're doing the thing on Wednesday night, so that you have an opportunity to come here. We're going to have beautiful worship music playing. The presence of God is going to be here. It's a great time to spend time with Jesus. Another water show, though. Was that you? You're a good man. <laughs> Holy Spirit right there. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so Holy Spirit's job is to do what? Tell me about lies that I'm believing, right? You got to figure out what are the lies, because remember what the word had said. It said the accuser. Who's the accuser? The devil. He comes and he brings lies to us. The Holy Spirit's also going to do what? Tell me about myself. God made you, Right? He knows you. He knows how you're wired. He knows how you work, how you function. And he wants to speak to you about you. He wants to speak to you about dreams that he has for you and your family and your kids and your future. He wants to speak to you. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to you about your future. I remember it was back in September. I was in this room praying. You know what the Holy Spirit told me? He said, get ready. So I get ready. December, January, February, it's a bunch of people coming. A bunch of new people in here. Holy Spirit knew. He knew you were coming. He wanted me to get ready for you. He wanted me to be prepared for you. Holy Spirit fills me so that I'm overflowing with his understanding. I want God's wisdom. I want God's revelation. I want to know what God has to say about your career, about your kids, about your future, the future spouse that he has for Adam in Jesus' name. Come on, on, somebody, in the name of Jesus, right? Holy Spirit tells us, lets us know about these things. So today we're going to figure out, you're going to figure out, what am I going to fast? What am I going to put on hold for 21 days? What am I going to sacrifice? What am I going to do to to just change the rhythms of my life over the next 21 days? Okay? Let's go back to Luke chapter 4, verse 3. Okay? It says this. It was the devil that said to him. And I know that. I think it's funny because I think like in church anymore, we don't even want to say like the devil, like the name the devil. Like that's a spooky name, you know. That's a scary name. That's the devil, you know. Don't talk about the devil. But if there's God, there's the enemy, the devil, right? And we got to know about him because he's working against you all the time. And so we have to know how he's working against us, right? Says the devil, says this to Jesus. If if you are really the son of God, command these stones to turn into a loaf of bread for you. Jesus replied, I will not. 
I will not. For the scriptures have said, life doesn't come from only eating bread, but from God. Life flows from every revelation from his mouth. Amen? Word of God. God's truth. So listen. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Can we agree on that? Okay. But can we agree on this? The devil is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Because guess what? The same wording, the same doubt that the devil tries to use in Jesus is the same thing we see from the very beginning of time in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, right? Verse 1 says this, the serpent was clever, more clever than any wild animal God had made. And he spoke to the woman, and he says this, do I understand? Can you see the devil with his little smirk on his face, you know what I mean, little, little smirk, and he goes, do I understand that God told you? What's he implying? Do I understand that God told you a lie? Same thing the devil is doing to Jesus. If, if you're the son of God, Listen, let's make this abundantly clear. The devil knew who Jesus was. He knew that he was the I am. He knew that he was the son of God. He knew that he had come to earth to crush him and to set his people free. The devil knew who he was, but he is using the same, same ploys to wrap up you and I, right? says, didn't God say you can't eat from any of the trees in the garden? What is he doing? He's twisting the word of God. He's twisting what God spoke. Look at your neighbor and say, don't get it twisted, okay? Don't get it twisted, okay? The enemy loves to twist what God has spoken over us. Listen, if you have a smartphone, you got something to write with, I want you to write this down. This is so fundamental, okay? The devil or his demons start every conversation with you. You're like, what? The devil talks to me? Yeah, he does. He's got lots of thoughts for you. He's spreading lies and his ideas and his agenda all the time. And he will start every conversation with you with what? Doubt. Write that down, doubt. Every conversation he starts with you starts in doubt, like doubting like, yeah, I don't know if I can make it through another 10, 20 years of this marriage. Right? Doubt. He starts every conversation with you questioning God's authority? He wants to question what God has said. He wants to question God's authority. He wants to question, like, why are you at church? Why are you at Elevate? Why are you getting up on a Sunday morning? You don't need that. You don't need to make God first. He wants you to be your own God. 
He wants you to serve you. He wants you to serve your dreams, your passions, whatever you want to do, questioning God's authority. He starts every conversation with confusion. Confusion. You know those moments in life where you're like, I'm just so confused. Well, who do you think it is? God isn't confusing. He's very clear. Listen, Vivian's agreeing with me. She, I mean, she's, well, she's like six months old. She's like, yeah, I know Jesus. That's right, Pastor Jeff. He starts every conversation getting you to question who you are in Jesus. Think about how many times you feel guilt and shame over the course of a week. Think about how many times you wonder if God is happy with you. Think about how many times you won't pray because you're not confident that God wants to hear your voice. Think about how many times, like Jessica was saying, you come into worship and you can't worship because you are questioning, is God for me or is he angry at me? You see? So the devil says to Jesus, if if you're the son of God, if you were a good enough mom or dad, if you were a good enough employee, you know what the devil loves to remind me of? It was something really good, too. When, when we were youth pastors, life was pretty simple, and we only had one child, okay? Oh, Jesus, it was good. One, one child, okay? We had one child, all right? And, and Michael was little, and I was a youth pastor, and Fridays were my day off. And on Fridays, Michael knew on Fridays, okay, that we were going to, like, clean up his room. And then after we cleaned up his room, we were going to Chuck E. Cheese on Friday. Can I get an amen for Chuck E. Cheese? Come on. You might get a disease when you're there, I'll be honest. Your kid will get pink eye, okay? But it is fun. Okay, it is fun. He knew that on Fridays we're going to Chuck E. Cheese or we're going to the bounce house. We used to go to this place that had like a big inflatable slide, had a big tiger's mouth, and we would slide down it. And we would do this every Friday. You know what the enemy uses against me now? That. If you were so a good dad, you'd still be doing stuff like that with Luke every Friday. I just hate the devil. I hate his lies. They are constant. Constantly running into me. It says, if you're, how about this? If you're godly enough, right? If you were godly enough, God would accept you. Or if you were good enough, or if you were a good enough son or daughter, he just keeps going down the line with Jesus and us. And he goes, if, if, if. But you know, Romans has something to say about ifs. Okay? Romans chapter 1, verse 1 says this. Our faith in Jesus. We're here today because we have faith in Jesus. Amen? Can't see him, touch him, but we have faith in him. Okay? We're believing with our heart, faith in Jesus. Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us. 
This is a big win for us. It's a big win for us because it means this. It means that you as a human being, you are not good enough. But what Jesus did on the cross makes you right because you believe in him. You are not right because of what you do. You are right because of who he is. He makes you right. So when the devil comes and he says, if you were godly enough, you go, no, 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 no. I'm in perfect standing with my father right now. He says that I'm righteous, not you, right? Goes on to say this, and he has now declared us flawless in his eyes. I want to rock some flawless diamonds in my ear someday. You know, God, just some flawless. Just bing, okay? I'm going to do it like when I'm 70. I'm just going to freak everybody out, okay? It's going to be great. I'm going to do whatever I want when I'm 70. I'm just warning you right now. You think I'm crazy now? Just wait till we get to 70, y'all, okay? It says this. This means that we can enjoy true, lasting peace with God. Peace. Meaning this, that when you walk in here or you wake up tomorrow morning, you wake up with peace and you go, guess what? God's for me. He loves me. He's really excited about me. He's so happy I'm alive. We have a lasting joy of peace with him. All because of what the Lord Jesus has done for us. Our faith guarantees a permanent access into his marvelous kindness. This has given us perfect relationship with God. I try so hard to earn my relationship with God sometimes. I really do. Can't tell you how many times I'm praying and I'm telling God about the miserable person that I am and all my mistakes and failures just to kind of get to the end. And he just kind of goes, are you done? Like God doesn't know who I am. Like God doesn't know what you're going to do 10 years from now. Yet he still loves you. It never changes. Ever. He loves you. He chose you. That's why he went to the cross. Because he knew you. And he wanted you. Amen? Man, this is good news. This is really, really good news. So when the devil comes with his ifs, you tell the devil, stick your if where the sun don't shine. Okay? That's what you do with his ifs. You say, listen, I don't live in ifs. That was good, Zach, wasn't it? Zach's like, that is why I come to this church right there. He's like, that is why I attend Elevate Church right there. Okay? Verse 4, Jesus replied, I will not, for it's written in the scriptures, life does not come from eating bread, uh, but from not from only eating bread, but from God. Life flows from every revelation from his mouth. We learn from Jesus to what? To refuse to let the devil be the king of our life. Jesus is refusing to bow down to the devil. That's what the devil wants. He wants Jesus to worship him. And Jesus is refusing that. He's showing us how to refuse the devil. Okay, Because listen, temptation is real. 
All the men in the house said, amen? Okay, right? Pressure is real. All the sisters in the house said, amen? Right? Temptation, pressure, these are real things. But here's the difference. Jesus didn't run to his coping mechanism. Ooh, ooh, about to get deep up in here, okay? Jesus could have said, yep, I'm stressed out. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Yeah, look at these, look at these stones. Yeah, I need some Texas Roadhouse hot, fresh bread right now in Jesus' name. I need some cinnamon butter. Who needs some cinnamon butter today? Come on, somebody, okay? Jesus could have said, I am stressed out. Give me some bread. Yes. Jesus could have said, yeah, I am God, and this doesn't feel good, and it doesn't feel right, and I'm out of here. Right? So then the question is this. Why didn't Jesus run to a coping mechanism? We find it in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. So then, since we have such a great high priest, meaning a king, he's our king. Okay, and can, can we just, just for 20 seconds, understand life with Jesus isn't a democracy, right? It is a kingship. He is king of my heart. That's why we sang that song. He is the king of my heart who has entered heaven. Jesus, the son of God, let's home, hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest understands our weaknesses. We need to have a PTL break. And if you don't know what PTL means, it means praise the Lord, somebody, right? Come on, somebody. This is where somebody needs to wave their arm. Somebody with a hat needs to wave the hat. Yes, Jesus. Jesus is good. Yes. <laughs> That's my man right there, right? Why? Because it's good news. Guess what? He understands you. Nobody else understands you, but he understands you, right? Thank God he understands your weaknesses, my weaknesses, for he has faced them all, same testing we do. What is Jesus going through with the devil? Testing. Testing, but it says this, yet he didn't sin. Verse 16, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. Meaning what? Prayer. Why are we praying for 21 days? We're coming boldly to his throne, right? It says there we will receive his mercy. We will find grace to help us when we need it most. Jesus knew what it felt like to be you. Isn't that good news? He understands what it's like to be tempted. He understands why, why you and I do dumb stuff. Why do I want to fight people in parking lots, right? Like, it's just dumb. Like, I act like I am hard. Like, I am a hardened gangster, you know what I mean? Like, I am a prison Man, you know, like, I am not going back, but I'm not going to let you talk to me like that. You know what I mean? Like, why do I do this stuff? Well, he understands. 
He's just like, man, Jeff. Oh, he's like, woosah. You know what I mean? Like, just bring it down. You know, like, woosah. We're good. He understands. And he says this, come, come to my gracious throne. Not my angry throne, not my frustrated throne, my gracious throne. Come to me, and he says this, come to me with real talk. When I was a youth pastor, the boys in my youth group, they would always do that and be like, Pastor Jeff, real talk. Real talk. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, well, now it's real talk. You know what I mean? Like, like whatever you were talking about before, that was not real talk. But now it is real talk, okay? This is legit, right? The Lord says, come with truth to me, right? And he says this, don't hide your temptation. Don't barter with me. Don't try to manipulate me, Right? Don't, don't give me a white lie like, God, if you'll just do this, I'll change this. He says, just come to me in truth, right? Like, tell me, tell me, yeah, God, I want another drink because it's my coping mechanism. I probably drink a little too much because I'm trying to cope with life. Jesus goes, tell me that, Be honest with me. Tell me, yeah, God, I am sorry, but I am struggling with lust and pornography. Right? Because that's a shameful, guilty thing. Let me make everybody free and clear today. I had my struggles. I dealt with it for years, but God's goodness is good, and he can set you free. There is nothing to be ashamed of in Jesus' name. Come to him and tell him, I am struggling in my marriage, and that is why I talk to him or her too long. I'm emotionally attached to somebody else because there are struggles in my marriage. Tell him the truth. Because why? Because he says, I'm gracious. I'm gracious. Verse 16, again, it says, so come boldly to the throne of grace. You'll receive mercy. What is mercy? And I'm just going to give you my picture. This is just Jeff Workmeister's picture of mercy. I see it this way, okay? see it this way. I love having a good meal with people, okay? Raise your hand if you've ever had a good meal with me. You've gone to dinner with me. You've had a good meal with me, okay? You, all right, if your hand isn't up, we'll get to you. I promise you. You will have a good meal with me, okay? I like having good meals with people. I love people. I love hearing stories. We love spending time with people, okay? Listen, the picture in my mind of God's mercy is this. It is me, Jeff, locked in prison by my wrong choices, We lock ourselves up by our own wrong choices, by running to coping mechanisms. And my picture of God's mercy is this. Jesus sitting down with me in my prison and just going, let's have a meal. Let's have a meal, and I'll prove it to you. John 21, verse 10. Jesus says, bring me some of the fish you caught. So Simon Peter, 
Peter, the one that just acted a fool. Peter, the one that just denied. I wrote the word deny, and the emoji came up, and I actually put it in, in my notes. It does this, okay? Deny. G Peter just denied even knowing Jesus three times. Three times. Verse 12, Jesus says, come have breakfast with me. Jesus goes, I'm going to plant myself right in the middle of your junk. Come have a meal with me. I'm right there. Right in the middle of your junk. Hebrews 4, verse 16 says, There we'll receive mercy, and we will find God's grace to help us. Worship team, you guys can come on up. Everybody just stay still for me. Just stay still. I just feel, I just feel the presence of God working right now. And Jesus says, I'll give you grace to say to the devil, I will not. You think it's in your strength. You think it's in your worship. You think it's all in you. But Jesus goes, you come to me and I'll give you my strength. I'm so thankful for the grace of God. I'm thankful for it now, but I think about when I first got saved, man, I was a messed up kid. My best friend, his name was Eric. We're the same age. He's 39. He's still, he's still selling drugs today. 39, he's still selling drugs. He's, he's my best friend. I was just getting in so much junk. I was just messed up. I was addicted to all kinds of stuff. And I gave my life to the Lord, but then it was like, how? How do I let go? How do I let go of these things? And I remember our church, it was open 24 hours. And they said, you can come and pray whenever you want. How things didn't get stolen, I don't know, okay? But you could come. And I remember, I remember nights where I would go out and do a bunch of stupid things, but I could sense God's love wooing me and drawing me. And I would end up at the church at like 2.30 in the morning. Sometimes high, sometimes drunk. And I would go up into this balcony and like, it was just like the Holy Spirit. I would just, I wouldn't be high anymore. I wouldn't be drunk anymore. And it was just like the Holy Spirit would just come and go, it's all good. I love you. Come feast in me. And it was just God going, here's my strength. 
Here's my strength. I would love to tell you that I gave my life to the Lord and everything changed right away, but it didn't. It took some years. It took some years of me pursuing God and being in the presence of God. But I'll never forget those days. I'll never forget those days where I called up Eric and I was like, hey man, I can't hang out anymore. I can't, can't do this anymore. I'll never forget that day I took that last pack of Camel Reds and I threw them out the window. I'll never forget those days. I'll never forget those days where I finally had enough strength to go. I will not, I will not. I'm not doing that anymore. That's not who I am anymore. That's not me. I'm not a a lustful person. I'm not a person that's addicted to pornography. I will not anymore. Jesus is my king. Jesus is my everything. And he gives me strength. I'll never, ever forget those moments. And guess what? Those moments are still happening to this day where I'm going, God, I need your strength. I need your strength. Why don't you stand up with me this morning? I read this verse earlier. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. He says, he's anointed me to be hope to the poor, freedom to the brokenhearted, new eyes to the blind, preach to the prisoners. You are set free. You come to share in the message of jubilee for the time of God's great acceptance has come. I'm believing over the next 21 days that we're going to get filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm believing over the next 21 days we're going to look at some things in our life and go, I will not. I believe in the next 21 days you're going to hear the voice of God like you haven't heard in a long time. I believe in the next 21 days God's going to reignite passions in your heart. I believe in the next 21 days he's going to fill you with hopes and dreams for his kingdom. I believe in the next 21 days that the fire of God is going to fill your heart and fill your house and fill your car and your family as you pursue Jesus in the next 21 days. Can I get an amen from anybody today? Come on. The next 21 days are divinely ordered by God to set you free. He has come to bring freedom to those who are imprisoned by the enemy. By the enemy. The enemy is a liar. He is an accuser. He's a cheater. He's a stealer. But my God comes to set you free. He comes to bring you life. He comes to bring you hope. He comes to bring you joy. Overflowing full of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Come on. That's what our God came to do in Jesus' name. So come on. We're going to sing this out. This makes a whole lot more sense now. The king of my heart, okay? The king of my heart. The king of my heart. Come on, let's sing this out. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.